this is Paul McGann, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. This week continue all the way to episode 404 of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. We'd only made a decision that after a night at the opera and a day at the races, we wanted to go back to basics for news of the world. But it was very timely because the world was looking at punk and things being very stripped down. So in a sense, we were conscious, but it was part of our evolution anyway. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. So glad Joyce. Let's start off. Start. <laughs> oh my goodness, my mouth is so dry. I'm getting there. Let's start off like we do every week on the virtual table and see who's joined us this week. I need more water. This is Brittany in Belvedere. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin, and this is Rachel in the Midwest. That sucks. The big bucket of nasty gray yuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's winter time and we are definitely feeling it yes mm-hmm. yeah Ugh. it's like there's i can't um. drink enough water because it's so cold and we have the heat on and poor chauncey he runs warm so he does not need the heat up nearly as high as i do but with uh i tend to run cold anyway and then with my thyroid issues that makes me run even colder so i'm like he so he's got the heat turned up which is great because it keeps me from turning into a popsicle but it also uh-huh. makes it very dry in here and it's like so. uh, and then there's me it's i mean it's just cold or you know dry and cold over here and i i have chauncey's problem i run hot mm-hmm. so I have a fan on and freezing everybody else out sorry mm-hmm. so and you know i kind of both ends of the extreme. Sometimes too hot, sometimes cold. Yeah. Anyway, wherever you are in your neck of the woods, unless you know you're in the southern hemisphere and it's summertime, in which case, um, you know, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, you know, we, we, you know, for those in the in the southern hemisphere, just just you know, yeah, it may be summer going into fall for you eventually but just you know winter's coming winter will be leaving us mm-hmm. here yes. eventually <laughs> so and then it'll be coming for you uh yeah so anyway we're 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 cold we're we run hot we run cold we're just we're just all over the place yeah so and, and rachel when you introduced her episode and it's 404 i was like hey we should have made a 404 joke yeah well in my brain my i mean my brain did kind of short circuit there for a second so yeah we I had a 404 error. error podcast not found but no, yeah. podcast is, is indeed found and we will be having we have some fun things to discuss yes so but uh first we got uh decent amount of news so of course awards season trugging right along as we uh made our teams for this year's pod versus pod competition so mm-hmm. <laughs> oscar nominations are being announced tomorrow morning as we're recording this but 
before we get to that, we have other ceremonies like this is a little interesting. Things are a little little backwards because we have both BAFTA and SAG nominations, but BAFTAs are actually occurring before the SAG Awards. Usually the BAFTAs are the last ceremony right before the Academy Awards, but for whatever reason, timing-wise, it is the other way around. Maybe, maybe they couldn't get the venue or something. Maybe so. Maybe and... maybe a Girl Scout troop booked it. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you 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 clean us out of cookies. It's all yours. <laughs> yeah. I I have Girl Scouts on the brain because on Saturday there's a troop of Girl Scouts using our our meeting room at the library, and uh, after their meeting, all the girls came out and were causing all sorts of trouble. The adults were still in the big in the big room, and I'm like. You know, if you guys had brought cookies, I wouldn't be getting after you so much. <laughs> if you would have brought in samples of your wares, especially the yeah. online one that looks really, really good, we wouldn't be having any problems. Uh, yeah, it's like, and I wouldn't have to get after you for, you know, yelling and fighting over the puppets and the toys and everything else and scaring the little kids. <sighs> Things they don't tell you about being a librarian. Is you have to referee a lot of fights mm. and you're wondering where are your parents mm -hmm. uh, at the grocery store grocery shopping probably yeah. probably yeah no that you you would be yeah you you joke it happens I, know, I, I you know i knew yeah yeah <laughs> oh my how long till spring? Anyway, uh, right? Like, go outside, outside and play. Yeah, I guess yeah, you know, weird connection, but I guess you know while we're stuck inside, we have all these uh, you know, big award nominated movies we need to watch. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, and it probably should not surprise anyone that when it comes to the BAFTAs, because it is the British equivalent of the Academy Awards that the front runner with the most nominations is the remake of All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> so, yes. yes. Which is in German. But, but still. It's a there's... very decidedly European film. So You know, between I mean the last few years I mean there there has been an uptick in in uh, non-English speaking films kind of getting some attention, whether it's All Quiet on the Western Front, RRR, or um, Parasite, or even, you know, just, you know, Squid Game was a big deal mm -hmm. last year. And it's kind of like, huh, a lot of these, and, and, and part of it could, could be streaming is, you know, because Netflix brings in a lot of, you know, K-drama and Chinese drama and stuff like that. Mm. But it's just, it, it is fascinating to me. Uh, I mean, because I have watched, I mean, I've watched anime for years and years and years. So that's like, that's always been on my radar. But it's like, huh, they're, they're you know, if these international things are, you know, not just for, oh, best international um, film, but actually in the mix for the, um, the other the, the more main awards i guess mm -hmm. so 
it'll be fascinating to see. And I have heard good things about All Quiet on the Western Front. I have not seen it, really, never really looked into it. But like all these, like I'll hear, I'll hear about it on my like the the sports YouTubers that I follow of all of all places. They'll be talking about it, and and comics YouTubers and gaming YouTubers, and and definitely the the history ones that I follow. I'm just mm-hmm. like, wow, this this movie is kind of a big deal. So. If you want, you can always go all the way back to the early days of Gold Standard, where we discussed the original version yes. that won Best Picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Yes. That version I have seen, and it's brutal. As for the mm-hmm. time period, oh yeah, was made, yeah. So, I mean, you know, up until. Oh, I don't know. I, I was an adult before I knew what World War One was all about. Like, I mean, when you're growing up, you like you hear about World War Two and Hitler and Nazis and the Holocaust and Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. and the, the the Japanese and the Pacific Theater. You hear all about that, or at least I did. And World War One, I, I was like, I don't know what it was about. And I like actually made a joke about it in middle school. It was like I I was supposed to write some essay. And I don't remember what the essay was actually about, but I, I made this joke, you know, kind of a tongue-in-cheek, like, for all I know, World War One was about, you know, some some print of a, a prince of one country making naughty, making dirty, giving dirty looks to a prince of another country, and everybody got offended and started fighting. And I and then I found out what really happened. I was like, well, you weren't too far from off. A, yeah, from a certain point of view, I wasn't too far off. But now, yeah, there's a lot of just there's there's all kinds of media about World War One these days. In fact, I'm reading a a book that takes place in the aftermath of it, and this this uh, Lord is he he he's he's a veteran of the war, and he comes back and he like shuts himself away from his family, and this lady who's an artist is hired to do a painting for their for their family, and and so you know she comes. It's sort of very like sort of a beauty and the beast sort of story but it's like there's flashbacks about the war about world war one and things like that so it's just kind of interesting like we've gone so long with uh media about world war ii and now we're getting a bunch of stuff about world war one um so i'm like i don't know mm-hmm. it's just something that's, that's fascinating to me because all yep Anyway, that was my rambling. Yeah. So the BAFTAs are February 19th. And then the Screen Actors Guild are going to be the following week on February 26th. Um, And uh, uh, right now the, the head the steam race metaphors are hard um uh <laughs> is is uh you know for best picture potentially uh again everything everywhere all at once um still kicking butt and taking names um and then the banshees of inna sharon uh got five nominations a piece for the sag awards so but uh, I really just need to sit down and watch everything everywhere all at once. 
of course, the SAG Awards are movie and film. Mm-hmm. Um, so TV and film, you mean? Yeah. Sorry. Four oh four. Um, <laughs> yes. Hopefully, hopefully, when we get to our main topic, this is not an issue. But who? Yeah. That's why I have you guys. This is why I'm not a yes. solo podcaster. We like being here too. Yeah. So, a quarter, a quarter, a quarter, a quarter. One whole yeah. night. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, TV and film um so uh yeah the usual suspects uh as far as like what film yeah films tv shows are really popular at the moment um although we do have a nomination for both steve martin and martin short for only murders in the building um although once again selena gomez totally left out um but only murders got outstanding performance by an ensemble in a comedy series nomination so that's good um elizabeth debicki for the crown she's playing diana in the most uh current season of the crown so um i really love seeing angela bassett keep getting these supporting nominations for black panther wakanda forever i love it <laughs> <laughs> The fact that she keeps winning them too, I'm like, oh, it's like, how amazing would it be for a Marvel movie to finally get an acting award? Oh, so nice. So we can hope. Come on, Angela, you can do it. Mm hmm. So, but uh, yeah, those will be the last awards before the the uh, oscars which are on march 12th so um and then we got some trailers including a new trailer for the dungeons and dragons movie honor among thieves uh with which is way more exciting to, to see now that you know i have some experience playing D&D under my belt because then it's like even the stuff I've not necessarily encountered yet I just know more about like the D&D universe you see you see stuff in the you know you see stuff as in, in the, the trailer in these clips so I'm like ooh owlbear ooh gla- gelatinous cube ooh a mimic you know yes <laughs> <laughs> like I know what that is yes So my uh, current group that I'm playing a campaign with, since we are somewhat local to each other, we're all we're at least all in Indiana. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we're we're all hoping we'll, we'll be able to take a group trip to the movie theater and go see it together when it nice. is released. So should be a good time. Mm-hmm. See how it uh, all how it all pans out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we got a new trailer for the Mandalorian season three. Yeah. Yay! 
That's a Grogu. Grogu. Yeah. Grogu and his little, uh, his little, what is that called? His, his little cockpit that isn't really a cockpit, but it's cute yeah. to see him up there. Like, yeah. His own little personal <laughs> bubble. His yeah, spot. Uh, his spot. His, yeah. his seat. This is his seat. Yeah. seat. It's, yes. his, it's his co-pilot spot. Yeah. It's the little trouble bopper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So there was a few shots where he, he couldn't help and just was on yeah. on Din's lap. Yeah. That didn't last long. Yep. Yep. So it's Grogu. He's adorable. I'm excited. Although although I have to say, because I've I haven't been able to watch it, but I've heard I've I've seen a lot of reviews for The Last of Us. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've never played the game, but you know, it was kind of hard to hard to miss all the all the talk about it when when the first game was brand new and lost another second one, the better. Um, but the fact that they have Pedro Pascal playing Joel, and he's basically uh-huh. in the same kind of role mm-hmm. in that movie or you know that show as he is as uh, in the Mandalorian, it's like, yeah, I see it. <laughs> that that sort of you know tragic. A tragic figure that also that ends up adopting a, a an orphan child through a rather harsh uh, through a rather rather harsh situation and you know vowing to protect this child through any means necessary and it's actually kind of you know for a zombie apocalypse story it's actually kind of kind of heartwarming in a lot of ways. That's yeah, why. That's, oh. Yeah. Although I've I, I've heard the first episode's good. Uh, the second episode is not as good, but still okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I've heard so far. I'm trying to decide. It's like, is this a, is this a show I stand to watch or not? But mm-hmm. We will see. Uh, I, I played. Like, uh, I never finished it, but I did play. Bits of the game, mm-hmm. and I remember liking the storyline of it. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch this because one, I played the game, and I like the storyline, and two, because I like Pedro Pascal and in this kind of role he's been having lately. <laughs> right. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, it is intriguing, but yeah, the Mandalorian coming up, and I'm like. You know, he, he, there's a type. He he's got a type of character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a type that fits and works for him, which makes it even better. Yeah. Because yeah. some actors pick a type, and it's just like, really? Come on, you're better at this type. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna be walking up to Pedro Pascal, going, "Adopt me, please." Yeah. <laughs> Like is like that 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 uh, well, I guess it's not really Papa Bear, but Papa Wolf, mm-hmm. yes, sort of, mm-hmm. sort of archetype, which is a kind of a fun one. That I don't know, like stories really don't play around with that one quite as much in mm-hmm. these days. But but then you have these two these two properties that are like, oh, we're gonna do that, and I'm like, okay, do it well, and we'll be there for it. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Oh yeah, Mandalorian, and it looks like they're uh, taking back Mandalore. Mm-hmm. See how that goes. 
form. Should be good. I'm excited. Listen mm -hmm. to one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then moving over to convention info. Crazy to think, but <laughs> Gen Con badges are going to be going on sale uh, January 29th. So at noon Eastern. Uh, so once again, they are going to be doing in-person and also an online version. Uh, so obviously, if you want to be here in person, you got to pay the price. Uh, but the online version is still free. So uh, if you can't be here in person or you just don't want to, you can register for a free Gen Con online badge. But that does not begin until May 7th. So... But yeah, crazy to think that we're, and this will actually be the 20th year of Gen Con in Indianapolis. Wow. So it moved, it moved here in 2003. So whether that means they're going to do something extra special, I do not know. We'll have to wait and see to anyone else that when we think 20 years ago it's in the 2000s now i know just mm -hmm. saying <laughs> stop it stop it i'm i'm already feeling old yeah <laughs> yeah there was there was some posts about uh the titanic 25th anniversary and like disney is selling all kinds of very expensive <laughs> merch for that i'm like okay you do you boo but, uh -huh. yeah. I don't really, I don't really think I need Jack's uh, sketchbook for what was that like? Two hundred dollars. Yeah. That was oh dang. Yeah, it's like we went out last year for my birthday after we'd gone skiing, and it was actually on my birthday. And we went to a Mexican restaurant after, and they had one of those signs on the walls that said, "If you were born after this date, you're not old. You're like you're not old enough to drink." You know. Mm -hmm. figuring out how long you you know what the date would be for you to be 21 and it was my birthday but the year i graduated <laughs> high school so it's like it's like you where you were before born after this date you're not old <laughs> enough to drink yet but and you're like that's the year I graduated high school. Yeah, so it's like uh -huh. if they were children being born as I was getting my diploma now or are now old enough to drink. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, crazy. Then. Yep. Pretty much the, the pretty much is if your birthday, if the year starts with 19, you're you don't have to do the math now. You're no, they no, know no. you're gonna be old enough, <laughs> you know you're at least 21. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there was there was a story going around that you know, just online and someone had said like, you know, they were they were buying buying uh either alcohol or cigarettes, I can't remember what it was. They're yeah. getting ID'd for it and the, the, the gal at the at the cashier was like, Oh, I see the nineteen. I you know, I, I know you're old enough to know I'm Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So apparently super old. 
So, yeah. I, 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 the thing is, I thought Gen Con, the, I thought Gen Con had been here longer than that, but apparently not. So. Where was it before? Do you know? It was in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. I I didn't. Well, I just well, I just thought it was in Indiana, but like, no, well, no, that's where it started. Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. where it originally started. Was like Lake Geneva, Geneva. Wisconsin, yep. and the mm-hmm. Gen in Gen Con. So, okay. yep. Ah. yep. Oh. Well, that was one thing I just didn't really follow up until. Yep, and for those yep. wondering, it's about yeah two and a half, three hours from where I live. So. <laughs> Lake Geneva, that is. <laughs> yep. You were so, so close. Yep. yep. Uh, so uh, there is that, uh, and then uh, speaking of. The Academy Awards and Gold Standard in the feeds. We've got our latest Academy Award winner for Best Picture with Brave Heart. I was still about to do a quote by the thing, aren't you? Yeah. They <laughs> may take our lives. Yeah, I can't remember the rest. Yeah. Because we all do terrible is, Scottish accents. All I can uh, see is Dean Winchester trying to paraphrase that in the face yeah. paint. <laughs> <laughs> we take our lives, yeah. but then we take my pie. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how I feel about it. Uh, so yeah, that's in the that's in the feeds. Uh, and then for Patreon supporters, uh, this month's Patreon exclusive is now available um and where we discuss a actually fairly new movie uh but it was nominated for best picture and it is the father which is in 2020 so not that long ago no no indeed so um so feedback moving on to feedback we got some feedback from Shalade. Yep. of course we talk a musical and she is on it uh so <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says i was right you girls are going to talk about musicals this year I'm like, well, no. shoe fits um mm-hmm. uh first yeah, before we talk yeah, first before we talk about the mu- about musical, one thing I forgot to mention about mi- the mystery actor uh, John Lithgow, another movie I saw him in is Rugrats in Paris. Yes. Now back to musicals. I don't have much to say about the Music Man because this musical is not my favorite. Totally fine. I only love the little Music Man sketch on SNL when Lin Manuel Miranda hosted. Yeah, that was kind of funny where he, they do a parody of the Wells Fargo wagon and he's like desperate to sell anything and everything because he really needs to make money <laughs> it is funny um but anyway with musicals i thought for your halloween episode you girls we're going to talk about little shop of horrors because i finally watched that movie all the way through for the first time i still need to see the stage play of it it's good well, we, we could potentially do a little shop of horrors at some point it would make a good halloween episode so. yes, every every time every halloween that comes around i was like oh we should review that one and then i forget and then we're like we've already yeah 
So thank you for reminding us. Maybe so we'll I can so I can go on and on about my fear of dentists and how Steve Martin does not help any. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one, and I think Shalane, she was probably either well, she she was very young when our our community theater did that one, and uh, I, I had braces at the time, and you know you go to the orthodontist every month to get them tightened, and you know, mm -hmm. and my dad would he he saw that one, and he was like you know singing the dentist song, I'm like dad, it's not the dentist, it's your son, so it's like doesn't matter. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. so yeah, there was always that, yeah. that one. And then, then I saw the, the film and it's one of my favorites, especially for Halloween. So campy, so cheesy, and yet so fun. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yes, I think we should, we should put that on the, uh, the list for Halloween, if not this yep. year. Then that's a point. Yeah. Uh, so uh, continues anyway. I calculated all the musical musicals you girls talked about on this podcast and Gold Standard. I'm glad somebody's keeping track. Uh, <laughs> for this podcast, we've done Singing in the Rain, Annie. We've touched upon the King and I in South Pacific because of they come up in the we didn't start the fire fire yep uh, several Disney musicals and there's plenty more where that came from and Anastasia. Yeah. And on uh -huh. standard, we've done The Sound of Music, My Fair Lady, Singing in the Rain, Funny Girl, West Side Story, Oliver and Cabaret. And for Patreon next month, we're going back to musical territory because of Shalane's Patreon suggestions. We're doing Yentl. Ooh, that should so. be interesting. Papa, can you hear me? Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, then, too, I think all I remember. Because it's been ages since I think we briefly touched on like Fiddler on the Roof and um, Into the Woods. Ray yeah, because yeah, we we've we yeah we've, <laughs> we've touched upon hand type deal. Yeah, 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 some of that. So, um, and then she of course she has suggestions. Other musicals I can't remember giving you girls to talk about. If you girls have seen these, or you might talk about some of these on Gold Standard because she may have suggested them being a patron on gold standard too so okay. uh uh but moulin rouge les mis wicked fiddler on the roof seven bright seven brothers newsy tick tick boom slash rent wizard of oz willy wonka the chocolate factory sister act grease and bye bye birdie i have we're definitely gonna have to do les mis yeah. Some there's some good ones on that list. i love labels and i need to get on a soapbox and explain just what exactly they did to destroy labels in the film versions uh yeah because uh, again yeah. this is one of those if that's the only version you've seen you you're 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 doing yourself a disservice. you're doing yourself a very big disservice so well, I, I will say I I have just I have the biggest soft spot in my heart for Moulin Rouge. Just mm. I don't know. I just love it. I know it's bonkers. I know it's kind of kind of an acid trip, but geez, mm -hmm. it's so mm -hmm. so much fun and so good. And yes, it's the biggest downer ending, but it's kind of a downer ending that makes you feel a little hopeful. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Anyway, yeah, Moulin Rouge is great. I love it. So yeah, I, I say okay. I say yes to that one for sure. Absolutely. 
and these others I'm not opposed to. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then she clarifies because I did not realize who she was talking about, but it's Kathy to Jimmy was who she was talking about, who is plays the evil queen in the descendants, the DC descendants. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, and then she finishes with plus me, me and my friends go all out Disney, which absolutely Disney is where you should go all out <laughs> <laughs> and you can go all out with so many things which makes it even better that is Shalane's feedback thank you Shalane mm-hmm. for your feedback and your suggestions take those under advisement mm-hmm. alright moving on to this week's main topic which when i was chatting with nick after we finished recording our patreon episode yesterday he asked what we were doing and i told him and he's like oh that's my favorite so (laughs) (laughs) well hope we hope to do it justice yeah but for nick (laughs) yeah there's a few favorite songs that i like on this one yeah, not the we it's not we will rock you and we are the champions. Those are good, but there's two others that I like that hold the yeah hold the soft spot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Queens yeah. news of the world. Which, With the yeah, intro yeah. of the scary. We robot. were gonna do <laughs> we were gonna do late last year, closer to the actual anniversary of the album, but then like the queen of england died and threw our schedule for the rest of the year off so. how, yep. how dare she <laughs> the queen knew we were going to be talking about another queen and yeah i guess no. she got jealous or something <laughs> i don't know yeah also like november october november december i feel like our family at least was like sick every other week yeah so that that yeah, we were, and anyway. then we got into full cold and flu season and then it was the holidays and people were having to travel and so it was a whole thing. So we didn't get to yeah, it yeah. on in, on time, but we're 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 making up for lost time. So yeah, we're we're January is kind of a slow month anyway. So here we'll 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 get to it now. So apologies yeah. for not getting it to it to it on the actual anniversary, but better late than never. Yes. And yes, this one is a full on classic. I think when I was growing up, my dad always had a cassette of this and Night at the Opera. Of course um let's see so they're like there so he played he played sports in high school and you know the football team and the basketball team they both went to championships and their unofficial official anthem was of course we are the champions we will mm-hmm. rock you and it's so you so those so it wasn't just like oh you know those are played in all the stadiums and all the you know everybody knows it it's sort of like it had a it, it had like a special meaning to him and I don't know. I just everybody knows it, and you, you know, if you go to a big sporting event, you know, oh, it doesn't even have to be a big sporting event. It could be, you know, local your local high school team playing. Yeah, I say it could be mm-hmm. like you know, t ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and odds are you it might is, hear it. So, <laughs> I mean, when, when I played when I played little league softball, we would you know stomp stomp clap stomp stomp clap yep. in the dugout 
Yeah. yeah. Not even okay, knowing so, what it was until years later, but we all knew the stomp, stop, clap growing up. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and, and, I, and I heard it on the radio all the time, too. So it's like, oh, I knew what it was. I yeah. Just... But, uh, okay, so how many when you were a, a child and, you know, either didn't know the actual words or didn't care because... As children, we tend to be, we can be extremely juvenile. So how many of you, when you did the we will, we will rock you part, instead of uh, just doing the stomp, stomp, clap, you put the lyrics on top of that. So it's like, we will, we will rock you, stomp mm-hmm. you, knock you down and drop you, flush you down the toilet, oh, hope you yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> okay, not that last part. It was like, it was like. They're just just me then? Up and drop you. Well, I did. No, I did. It was it was stop you, pick you up, and drop you. That was the one I did. Yeah, but not not. I did. I never heard that other that other line. That must just be where I grew up then. <laughs> it, it, it's possible, but yeah, you know, as as kids are wont to do, they're like add lyrics to songs that they yeah, especially know. if they're extremely juvenile. <laughs> well. Yes, and we all were there at one point. And if you are trying to claim you weren't, you're a liar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ten yeah. points. Ten points from Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> or ten points from whatever house you are a part of. Yeah. Yes. So, News of the World was Queen's sixth studio album. This was released uh, late October 1977, um, and. Um, is this uh, obviously because this is post night at the opera day of the races which you know both of those albums especially night at the opera which we've covered huge with mm-hmm. bohemian rhapsody and its production you know the amount of production that went into making that album um made queen as a band stand out among their peers um but by this point, we're getting into the mid to late 70s. And while Queen is still huge and very successful, music tastes are changing as we're getting mm-hmm. closer to the 80s. And especially in the UK, punk was mm-hmm. becoming more and more popular with bands like the Sex Pistols and the Clash and, you know, yeah. uh, other bands like that. So, um, Queen was all like, well, you know, let's like the quote that I that I said big at the the start of the episode, which came from Brian, I think. Uh, yeah. And I think you're right. Yeah. Um, you know, they wanted to go, quote unquote, back to basics, but not really. <laughs> You know, because, I mean, this album, it still has some of the production value that you would expect from Queen. There's still a lot of the Mm -hmm. overdubbing, the layering of vocals, um, you know, obviously the musical styles. We've got a little bit of everything. We've got some kind Mm -hmm. of Latin. We've got blues, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, this one, this one more than any of them, I think, because if you look at the the whole Queen discography and like from, from, queen to you know all the way to made in heaven even and mm-hmm. just how many different styles queen did 
in the course of of their of their run mm-hmm. and, yep. and i mean through the 70s there's you know the rock and then they're, they're experimenting with punk and you know synth pop and just all kinds of different things and i feel like this one more than any of them has that we're definitely transitioning from the 70s getting into the 80s like we still have that 70s stuff but we're getting into the punk and it's right. kind of kind of foreshadowing the synth and the and the everything else so like this one feels like if there was one album like if you want to get a good feel of what all of queen is i would say this album is it because it has a little bit mm-hmm. it's it, it's got a little bit of everything that they ever yep. that, that they did so like if you only yeah. have one time for one queen album and you want to get down to the essence of what their music was from top to bottom beginning you know beginning to end i put that in quotes because they really haven't ended but um mm-hmm. you know the, that that main with the four of them this is the one i would i would say listen to news of the world because this news is of the world, or even you could kind of make an argument for jazz a little bit too yeah although with some stuff jazz I think doesn't have, more news yeah. of the world yeah. yeah jazz doesn't have as many memorable ones but i think this is and i'm not going to say it's i'm not going to say it's the best one right to, to me that one that one is innuendo and, and miracle but right um, mm-hmm. but this one is like this is the essence of queen in my mm-hmm. in my view now you know maybe someone else has an opinion has a different opinion and that's fine but I, i'm just saying like if you have one if you, have, you know if you only have time to listen to one queen album you want to know like what was what was their band like because mm-hmm. you cannot I, we kind of put, put them in rock because everybody goes in rock but they just did so many different things and so many different and, and it was all like you know what is popular it wasn't I mean a lot of it was artistic but also like they wanted to get paid and like I, like, mm-hmm. I, I right. think I've quoted I've quoted this before but the, there was a YouTube documentary I saw talking about Queen and basically said you know if if they could if, if they could uh, if Polka would have gotten them paid in the 80s they would have done <laughs> a Polka album <laughs> And Freddie would have raced into the leader host. <laughs> yes, he would have. And it would have been amazing. Polka. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Weird, uh, Al, what, weird, weird Al would not have been the only, yeah. the only great Polka. <laughs> there's, right. a, there's, a, there's a story uh, about when they were, where they were recording this album. And at one point, the studio they were using was in the same building uh, that the Sex Pistols were recording mm-hmm. an album um and they knew of each other but had yeah. never met um and uh but sid sid vicious really wanted to to meet freddie uh especially because apparently freddie had referred to him as uh sid like fierce or something in like a like a an, a, an article like in an interview uh so he's making fun oh poking fun, essentially not necessarily in a malicious way but you know um you know I, probably i think more pointing out just the difference in their uh their mm-hmm. uh their their types of of music um uh so it, it, it was, so sid vicious know. sid vicious came over um at one point and you know was like hey what do you, you know introduced himself he's like you know what are you working on darling and uh whatever and he said he said that he said to freddie he's like um like oh you're trying to get um make ballet 
<laughs> popular to the you know more popular to the masses and freddie was just like we're working on it darling <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you want my lady to challenge accepted yes exactly yes i think i think part of it is like i i want to try it and I, I, I'm and I'm going to make it the best the best chain ballet I I, I can exactly. <laughs> so exactly. so yeah so that's Queen. They do a little bit of everything, and then mm-hmm. this, this album is kind of the one where they do a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. more of us. Yeah. So I I will be honest, not my favorite. Yeah, it, there's some there's some decent songs on here. Um, you know, if I'm in the right mood, yeah. Uh, you know, I will. You know, I can listen to it all the way through, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say that, yeah, we will rock you when we are the champions, which. I'm assuming in your guys's areas are similar to mine. The the local radio station mm-hmm. they are played essentially as one full yep song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah, you got track. It. Yeah, I yep. think um, I think there is there was one time that for whatever reason the radio station was and it's a classic rock radio station I've listened to since I was a kid. I don't know if someone just hit the wrong button or or put in the wrong track, but there was one time that it was just we are the champions. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't for anything special or anything, but they played We mm-hmm. Are the Champions by themselves, and it was so notable because that never happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Yeah. They actually did it, but that was just yeah. the one there, time. There's, there are a few exceptions. Yeah. Because we'll, we've got a, a the local, one of the local stations that like, like they had like an anniversary year, like they had been on the air for, I don't know how long you know like we've been here for 40 years or you know however yeah. long they've been so, so you and they, they celebrate and they want well they were playing like the they were doing like the greatest some sort of list where this oh, like okay. the, the songs they were doing were in alphabetical order oh uh, okay so <laughs> <laughs> just the way it fell even though they both start with w uh they didn't necessarily oh, yeah. Yeah. you know we're in we that are. order yeah yeah uh, because are, of the, the alpha alphabetizing oh, yeah. or something so yeah it's there but it's usually some very special circumstances where they are not played essentially as one one giant track but yeah i don't really care for either of those songs <laughs> you know that's i mean fine i, I can hey, it's okay yeah. yeah which is which is really you know i apparently i'm against science because um we will rock you which was penned by brian may uh because mm-hmm. he wanted something that the, the he wanted something that the their audience could essentially participate in while being crammed together mm-hmm. in a venue <laughs> so yep. it's like oh yeah. they can stop their feet and clap their hands um so you know he wrote this and then we are the champions which freddie wrote which is yeah the documentary which i'll have linked in the in the in the show notes and it's um, a good documentary by the way for our listeners 
well worth the watch. Yeah. Um, Putting it out there. Yeah, you know, the what the at one point they're being interviewed or something, and somebody asked Freddie, "It's like, a, you know, th- this comes off as kind of pretentious, saying we're the champions." And they're like, "Yeah, I mean, if you want to take it that way, yeah, but it's not intended to be like we queen, you know, mm-hmm. us four guys are the champions. It's more anyone who is listening to this song and wants to be like, you know, I am awesome." Mm-hmm. the royal yeah. we I, I, as yeah, it's the royal it's the royal we and it's not necessarily like you know i am the ultimate whatever it's more just like mm-hmm. i'm awesome i have you know i hold myself well, in high regard you know yeah good well, self-esteem listen, yeah <laughs> like you listen to the lyrics and it's like you paid your dues you know time after time you know, you've worked hard. You've gotten this point. You you've had a lot of you've had setbacks. You've had yeah, and you've run into roadblocks, and you know you still got it. You still made We're it. Not so it's giving not like, up. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's not. Oh, look at me! I'm so awesome. It's I didn't quit, and now right. and look look at what look at what my effort got me is right. I am the champion. Yeah, we are the champions, mm-hmm. and that's and I think that's why it is so well regarded especially with sports teams because i mean right now we're, we're you know hip deep in the nfl playoffs goodness the cowboys are out of it because ah can't stand well up. even, hey, sorry, even too, <laughs> it's it's it, well, it's not being facetious either or saying no. we're the best because even there's the line i thank you all it's just like it's yes. a group effort mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even like even if you're not necessarily on the team, but you're like a fan, and you you right. you were you were there to support. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like every. Uh, I mean, and, and I mean, like I said, I'm using sports just because that's what I associate it with. I've right, yeah. sports my whole life. I played sports and done all of this stuff. Like you feel that you feel that when you're in there playing, and you know you're you have that that you know this is a, you know you came and you supported us you cheered us on you you know did all these things like i remember when and you know i don't think this would ever happen now but um when the utah jazz when uh, the first time they went to the finals and they go they they you know john stockton shot that three-point shot and at the buzzer and that was like you know that was like a huge thing like i i know like it was the game was in houston but we were at, at our house and just going nuts and, and all stuff and then there was like all these people showed up at the airport to greet the team when they came back. It was the middle of the night and everything. Mm-hmm. And they like, had their signs out. And, you know, I saw things on the news and the players were like waving at them, like even as they're, so it's like, it feel it's that whole like kind of community feel of, you know, we're, you're part of this. We're part of this. We're all part of this. And we all did it through the, mm-hmm. through the ups yeah. and downs, the not better roses mm-hmm. and the no pleasure cruises. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So that that's what I think that song really captures, and that's mm-hmm. why it's and it's always going to be a part of part of that of that culture and that mm-hmm. and that you know atmosphere, and rightly so. And and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to just be sports; it can be anything. But sports is like where right. it really gets to shine. Yeah. Yeah. So so if you're you know, and that doesn't and you know it could you could be you know you you got through something really really tough. It could be anything like that. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those that just, you know, it's always resonated with me just for, for various mm-hmm. reasons. 
it's not just because of sports, but sports is a big part right. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, I know exactly yeah, so where I, you're coming yeah. from, Christy. It's, yeah. it's kind of hard to put yeah. in the words, but I know where you're, I know where you're yeah. coming from. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, so and you're not, and, 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 and science says mm-hmm. that you're not wrong. Um, because, uh, we well obviously we will rock you very very popular uh Mm -hmm. rolling stone ranked it number 330 of of the 500 greatest songs of all time um and the riaa which is the record industry um ranked it 146 out of the in their list of songs of the century um so yeah (laughs) we will rock you very uh very very popular um but we are the champions um according to a poll done by sony erickson which you know big label um Mm -hmm. did a poll in 2005 and we are the champions was voted the world's favorite song there you go (laughs) Mm So, um, yeah, if you look at the rest of the list, you may wonder, but we'll not worry about the rest of the list. Um, but well, beyond beyond that, that's just, that's just a, you know, a matter of taste. Everyone has different tastes except for this one. That's everybody's favorite. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. in 2011, some scientists at Goldsmiths University conducted a a scientific research study into what makes a song memorable and compiled a list of the 10 catchiest songs of all time and we other champions was number one so science says it is the world's catchiest song Yeah, and that, we that, have that. the we have the scientific study to prove it so. exactly <laughs> So, so you know that 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 pretty Mercury, you know, he just he just knew how to how to write a really a really cracking melody, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I, I think I think Freddie was onto something there. Uh-huh. <laughs> little bit, little bit, little bit. Him and Brian both at Stardust Magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Then- I don't yep. know that there will ever be another another uh, another set like that because nope. not at all. No. Um but then, yeah, of course, you know, those two songs starting off the album make the album start really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. which is interesting considering these songs have become like their show closer right yeah more often than not because it, it does kind of see they do kind of seem like you know we are the champions should be a closing song like we thank you all literally we thank mm-hmm. you all for being here yeah. we'll see you next time you know um yes so but well, uh-huh. and, and maybe the- maybe like with the with the album it's more like okay you know you start off with your best at the beginning and then you know you you then it just kind of goes progressively down like to the b-sides sort of thing so maybe so it's probably it's probably that it's like okay this is this is what we're gonna open with it's really good it's really strong 
and then you know we'll we'll go from there so i think when they're crafting the album you know back in the 70s you, you did albums way different than you do them now mm-hmm. um but yeah, mm-hmm. you, you start off strong and then you go from and then finish off from from where you are so yeah but now like at it, it, the shows it, it makes sense for them to end with we are the champions for sure yeah so and this yeah it's really yeah, i i found this yeah, interesting because i i apparently could not was not putting two and two together to make four but then the next track on the album is sheer heart attack which there's mm-hmm. an album called sheer heart sheer heart attack well, well, yep. this one was meant to go on this, that album this, cool. yeah but it never yeah. made it so it, yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't finished in time yeah. is what happened so they're like well we'll we'll slap it on here yeah <laughs> you know kind of kind of confuses the 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 music the music scholars i suppose if you're like or you know if you have if you're ever on jeopardy and you have to answer the question or you know you know come up with the answer to this this song this queen song is named after an album but it's not on that album which one is it? it's like, yeah yeah so yeah. yeah so that's gonna stump you but yeah uh-huh. it's i mean it's it's it, it, obviously it's not as catchy as we are the champions but dude it's a headbanger it yep. is it, it, it was kind definitely right up there with um uh stone cold crazy but not quite yeah. but close yeah but uh it was um in that documentary you can you can yeah, you hear freddie uh, say that it's not necessarily one of his favorites to perform because it's so fast mm-hmm. it's not an easy one to perform live right um, well and given given the number of songs that he performed that would be tricky for anybody for him to say yeah. oh this one's difficult it's like Ugh. <laughs> yeah yeah you freddie know, mercury finds office. it difficult that tells you something yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and what, what kind of chance do do we mere mortals have performing it or even just singing it in the car yeah you know, that's why i say it's a headbanger you just kind of gonna like like don't even try to sing it just 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 bounce to it it's okay yeah <laughs> or you know just pretend you're uh you're john deacon who doesn't appear on that track yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like i get a break sir not to dear sir not appearing in this song yes <laughs> Exactly. Uh, John D. will be played by a session bassist this afternoon. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Brian May pen song "Dead All Dead," written about his pet cat. <laughs> oh, or, or or the song to play as a DM when you have a TPK. <laughs> Yes, that's what you have that in your playlist, and when when your party does a very makes a very stupid decision, it's like, hold on, I gotta cue this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, or the or the rolls aren't with you, and you need to put all your d twenties in a dice jail holder. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're all dead to me. Oh, it, it's it's funny though because they they released a um 
music video for this in the last couple of years and it's animated lyrics and it's just following this cat (laughs) as it as it climbs in and out of you know these like little cubby holes and all sorts of stuff and then it gets to the end of the video and you realize that the cat is crawling it's been making its way through frank the robot who appears on the 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 cover of the album yeah so we should talk about that cover art (laughs) yes yes because again i like i said my dad had this this cassette or cd in his truck along with you know um night at the opera and like i i don't know like i kind of got it but at the same time i was like okay so it's news of the world it's a giant robot well, yeah, I guess that would be big news if a giant robot showed up and started picking people up and, and, and hurting them. Right, yeah. But he looks so sweet. Yeah. But, uh, poor misunderstood robot. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> a it's a it's a custom uh piece of art based off of a painting by uh artist uh Frank Kelly Frias who is an, an American artist. Um, and it appeared on the cover of Astounding Science Fiction, which was a science fiction magazine um, where you could read, like, you know, science fiction stories and, and stuff. Uh, very, very common in the early days of science fiction in general, actually, right. these, these type of yeah, pulp it, magazines. It, yeah, um, and this, this definitely has a pulp look to it yeah um and um richard taylor uh um had a or roger taylor sorry uh kind of i can't speak yeah no sorry richard taylor head of weta uh making lord of the wing lord of the ring so i was kind of close sci-fi fantasy you know uh wrong taylor (laughs) roger taylor had a copy um and in that version, it's a giant robot, and it's just holding the the a single body uh, of a dead man. Um, and the caption on it re- reads, "Please fix it, Daddy." Like the robot's like, "Please, Daddy, fix my broken toy." <laughs> so because yes. um, it, it's tied to a story, I guess it appears in the magazine called "The Gulf Between." Um, so. The band really liked the art, so they contact Mr. Frias, uh, who agreed to make an uh, you know an alternate version of it for their album cover. So instead of the single dead man, it has the four band members in it. So you've got Mercury and May in the robot's hand. Uh, Freddie's bleeding from his chest, <laughs> uh, and then hard. Taylor and Deacon are falling to the ground. But you can only see Taylor if you go to the back cover um right and then the inner cover yeah. has the robot extending its hand out to snatch up uh you know kind of the audience which they actually use that um image in like a little kind of animated type thing in 2017 for the 40th anniversary of the album when queen went on tour with adam lambert mm-hmm. the big you know fancy screens that the artists use mm-hmm. these days are for concerts they had a giant anim- you know, kind of on the screen it's an animated Frank reaching out you know bursting through the wall and reaching out trying to grab the audience uh, so 
Um, the thing was, Friaz didn't know who Queen was. <laughs> he was a classical music person. Like he didn't listen to real. He didn't listen to like popular music. So he's like, he's like, I'll do it. But I also want to go. He's like, I'm gonna go listen to their music to see if I even like it. So, because <laughs> he's like, I might hate it. And then it may, you know, leave a bad taste in his mouth. But it turns out he actually did kind of like him. I don't necessarily think he became like a huge fan or anything, but he liked him well enough that he didn't, he didn't regret, you know, doing the artwork for him. So, hey, good, you know, transcends genres, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. But that's how we have Frank. Yep. And Frank is, he he is, I, I, I hesitate to use this term because it gets thrown around so much. It doesn't really mean anything so much anymore, but it is very iconic. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like, yep, that's a Queen album. I mean, I know it was a, it was a pulp sci-fi image at first, but yeah, I was like, apology, apologies to my pulp rev friends, but uh, yeah, this, this album cover, it's, it's, it's Queen. Yep. Uh, in my in my process of research, I found a clip from Family Guy. Oh boy! <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that I shared in our chat. I'll have a link to the show notes too. Where there's an episode of Family Guy where they're going through a bunch of stuff in the attic, um, and uh, Brian finds uh, Peter's album collection, and that includes a copy of news of the world you know because he's like oh you've got some you know good stuff in here you know you had the beatles and Aerosmith and whatever and he's like oh i haven't seen this in ages queen news of the world you know he was very excited and then he like shows it and stewie sees it and stewie freaks out there's like this whole like sub plot of this episode is brian scaring the shit out of stewie with this album <laughs> The robot is coming to get you, Stewie. Stewie, he just finds a robot too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, so yeah, we look at it and we're all like, "Oh yeah, Queen album cover, great." Apparently, if you're Stewie Griffin, it's terrifying. <laughs> well, and also remember, we 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 have um, Iron Giant kind of. Yes, that is mm-hmm. true. They, 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 that, that movie now, did make us find a way to be sympathetic to giant robots. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I will say, because, like, when I was a kid, I, there was a lot of things that scared me. E.T. scared me. Still uh-huh. kind of does. I, I don't, yeah. I don't mind admitting. So, like, and, you know, Iron Giant had come out when I was a little kid, but this one didn't bug me. I'm like, oh, he's such a nice robot. Why are all the people, why are the people on there? Also, I knew this was this was the album where where we had Rio Rock and we are the champions, mm-hmm. so I kind of liked it anyway. Like, but he looks so sweet and innocent. The robot's just trying to help. He's picking up the injured people from whatever happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's helping. He's helping. There's nothing wrong here. Yeah. No, that's that's my little brain when I saw the cover. He's was helping, he's like, not hurting. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's all oh, good. Little did we know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. anyway. Good old Frank. Um, yeah, we love Frank. Anyway, back to the tracks. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, spread spread your wings. Oh. oh, this one's this one's so nice. I like this one. I mean, this is and one. This one like, the recording out in the garden, very very cold. Freddie borrowing the gloves of a roadie, <laughs> <laughs> red nose and all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is one of those songs like you know the spread your wings and you don't know the rest and of the song. Fly away. Yep. Yeah. 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 Apparently, they decided that they needed to film several music videos in the cold of this house that Roger Taylor was in the middle of buying, but actually had not finished purchasing yet. (laughs) So they couldn't actually go into the house because technically he did not own it yet. So instead, they decided to go out in the garden where it was covered in snow and freezing. And film and several why, of these music videos. This is why the music video for a song like We Will Rock You that everybody knows is it looks so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you, just went out, you just went out back and, and set up a camera and sang the song. Mm. And it was in the middle of a blizzard. Mm. Not a blizzard, but you know, you know what I mean. It's winter it's in just, England. It's winter in England. Yeah. So, you know, good job, guys. This is, this is, uh, this is, this is music, 70s rock music at its finest. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we have on hand? Uh, chicken wire and chewing gum. That'll work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you make something amazing. You yeah, make Roger's all like, I've got, yeah, my, my new, my new place has got a really nice garden. And they're like, oh, great. And he's like, well, but technically... It's January. But we can use the garden. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, spread your wings, which is uh, uh, more of a a story, you know, compared to some of their other stuff. This, you know, this Mm -hmm. tells the story of this guy sammy who works at this bar and wants a better life for himself and his boss is all like dude you suck (laughs) (laughs) like you're never gonna make anything of yourself yeah speaking of paying your dues yeah yeah but if you ignore that bit you know the the chorus it's like oh yeah this is really like uplifting you know spread your wings and fly yeah and then the last one on the side one of the record kids uh fight from fight from the inside which mm-hmm. eh yeah not very memorable it's fine. Not to me. it's, yeah it's fine it's yeah it's middle of the road yeah now was was roger singing lead on this one uh it says written and sung yeah. by taylor so yeah, yeah. so yep. he's yep it says it's it's the one of the few songs that the band ever did that was recorded almost entirely by one of one member mm-hmm. yeah because usually, you know, they all pitched in in some way, but this one is mm-hmm. all, all Roger. Yeah. yeah. But apparently the riff 
Slash from Guns N' Roses really loves the riff in this song. Cool. Cool. Uh, moving over, flipping over to side two with Get Down, Make Love, which of course is a Freddie Penn song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, of course it is. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> With a title like that, it sure wasn't John D. It's a song about <laughs> sex. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> I mean, it almost, you kind of get the almost little bit of dragon attack with the pianos a bit, but not quite. Just as, you know, kind of how just the rhythm and the beat, in my opinion, I mean, it's not note per note. But just kind of how it starts off with one beat and then all of a sudden it just goes da 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 maybe. Well I mean it's it's I mean not I mean, too it's close of a parallel, but Yeah. But, I mean it's again, it's it's okay. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's it's a very Freddy song. Right. Is, is what it is so i mean my mood i'll listen to it but sometimes my finger's like okay next track <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. you know this this is this is a case for you know like what chrissy was saying like if you want a good idea of like what queen and like mm -hmm. their personalities are like this, this is yeah, freddie mercury you know <laughs> yeah, pretty much yeah this, this is a very freddie song yeah yeah, overall, this isn't the best, but it is a good way to sample, just kind of get an idea of who Queen is. And yes, this is the Freddy song. We love uh -huh. Freddy. There yeah. were just some that were just like, okay, Freddy, we'll let you have that one. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Just, just smile and nod like, okay, yeah, we'll record it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely one of the more produced songs on this album. Mm -hmm. Or them trying to go back to quote unquote basics. Right. Um, it does have a kind of a psychedelic sound to it, although they aren't using a synthesizer. This is purely done with uh, Brian's Red Special, maybe, mm -hmm. and a yep. frequency pedal. Um, and then some uh, 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 some sort of electronic harmonizer, um, but technically they are not using a synth in this one. So, um, were but, they yeah. still were, were they still putting on? Was this one that they were putting on the album? You know, everything is produced with no synthesizers on the album. Because I know for a while they were. I like, didn't. You know, I didn't see anything that they specified that with this particular okay. album, but it wouldn't surprise but me. For a lot, yeah, because for a lot of the early albums, they like were like, "No, we are not using synthesizers. We're not doing that. That's not real music." Like that, like that was a thing that they had mm -hmm. to like put. And it was entirely produced without synthesizers. And then, of course, the '80s came around. And it's like, well, that's out the window. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I don't remember what the first one was that that they did that. Yeah. So I would. Um... It says beginning with the game, I think, is when they started using synthesizers. Okay. With play the game. Yeah, play the game. But before 79, they had never used synthesizers on their albums from what I was able to quick search. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was 
but I don't necessarily, yeah, but not necessarily do they designate that on every album. Because I know that they did say that they made sure to put put that on. Yeah, Yeah, with their first few. Mm -hmm. So I know we discussed that. Mm -hmm. So. So. I mean, if it tells you anything about this song, Nine Inch Nails covered it in the 90s. So. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> again, if get down, make love, tell you know, gives you a glimpse of who Freddie Mercury is, then sleeping on the sidewalk tells you about Mar- <laughs> Mar- who Brian yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Brian, we love you. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so a bit bluesy again, mm-hmm. telling a story about this. Mm-hmm trumpet player <laughs> trying trying to uh trying to make a living uh yeah, so, yeah uh according to wikipedia this is the only song in their discography that other than the vocals the music was recorded in one take hmm. so I mean, oh. Brian also wrote Dreamer's Ball, and it's kind of almost got that same kind of... He's got a style. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I like this song. I mean, me Brian... Too, me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brian, Brian, again, Brian, you can just kind of be like, yeah, this is a Brian song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I'm in love with my car, but... No. <laughs> you know... <laughs> what are you gonna do you know right. all, all you know all is dead all is dead and again is also a very brian may song so right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, one coin two sides yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yep um and then you've got who needs you which was written by john deacon john deacon yep and that's um, a that's a spanish DC. guitar <laughs> You can tell because he did only seven days on the jazz album, and that was kind of the same kind of kind of a feel, vacationy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ready plays cowbell. <laughs> More cowbell. Bill. More cowbell. Bill. I was. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Get so from here on out, <laughs> instead of Christopher Walken right think of freddie mercury mercury <laughs> yes. although i guess technically freddie mercury would be the will ferrell part because he's playing the cowbell yeah mm-hmm. yeah but you get what i'm saying uh-huh yes oh, absolutely. Yeah. you can you can pretend brian may is christopher walken and yes. uh freddie mercury is will ferrell <laughs> And substitute the rest of the guys of Blue Oyster Cult with the rest of the guys for Queen. So, yep. Yep. Um, and then I think this is probably one of my favorite songs off of this album. It's late. Yes. Yes. Yep. The first time I actually heard this, it was in a high school English class. We had a work day. My English teacher turned on our local classic rocks radio station. And our DJ said, after the break, we have a song from Queen 
coming. And I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be, you know, we are the champion. We will rock you. Mm-hmm. You know, another one bites the dust. It was this one. Wow. It's like, I had never heard it. And I'm just like, wow, I like it. I really like it. More please. <laughs> <laughs> like, but where do almost, I get this one? <laughs> exactly. Well, and I like how it's kind of, oh, it's almost like each verse is its own little opera section, but not white right because that's you know, what that's begin. what that's what brian was trying to do was to make oh. this uh, like a three-act play right and oh it's so good <laughs> oh. this one i will go back and listen to i mean just that opening intro with the guitar riff it's just like yeah i'm mm. there this one oh, yeah. I would have loved. I I know the Food Fires Taylor Hawkins was a great big Queen fan. I would have loved to have seen the Food or heard the Food Fighters cover this one on their tour. <laughs> I think that would have been interesting to hear their take on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just for the rocker that it is. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the whole album, this is my favorite. This is one of my two faves. Besides mm-hmm. Spread Your Wings, number two is coming up. <laughs> but this one's number one. Yeah. Uh, and then to round it out, My Melancholy Blues. Melly Blues. Yep. It is. It is melancholy. It is bluesy. Uh-huh. It's the a very interesting over. way to finish out an album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and you're done. Buy yep. the next record, please. Yep. Yeah, we have to sober up now. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what it is because it's like it starts with like you know we will rock you with the stomping and the clapping and that amazing you know guitar riff that takes you out of it and into you know we are the champions and it's like it's so strong and then it's like last call everybody feeling a little down. Yeah. The end. Mm-hmm. but i'm okay with it come back yeah. come back yeah this means that you have to that you have to flip it over and, and start it up again mm-hmm. something well I, I, and i like that i kind of like the jazzy riff you know to it mm-hmm. along with the blues aspect it's like I could see them playing this in a club yeah. somewhere. I mean, it's 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 very stripped down. I mean, there's no the backing stand, vocals. There's no guitar. The stand-up bass. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is something like you, you you'd almost you'd almost think it like if the Queen version would be something maybe more rock sounding, and then like postmodern mm-hmm. jukebox got a hold of it. Right. And yeah. This is their version. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the album did okay. Uh, when it was released, I mean, we are the, we are the champions, um, was the first single. It reached number two in the UK, number four in the U S uh, spread your wings. It reached 34 in the UK. Um, it's late was the last single. Um, and it was only released in the U S Canada, Japan and New Zealand, um, and it only reached 74 in the U.S. It didn't chart anywhere else. Um, 
they did tour. But 74 is pretty decent considering however many it cracked yeah. the top 100. Yeah. 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 Um, they did do a News of the World tour. Um, they did 26 shows in the in North America, 21 in Europe. Uh so but when it was released it, uh, it was mixed reviews um mostly because it was a change in the the sound that people have been hearing from queen up to that point so it took some people by surprise yeah um but it, but at the same time some of them appreciated them ex you know experimenting trying something different um you know well, not relying it, it on the same old same old it helped that it wasn't like a drastic change. It's like, yeah, it's right. a little bit different. And yeah. you know, we're, we're moving into some new territory, but it was still, it was still clean. So it wasn't like, right. oh, you completely changed everything you're doing. We hate it. Right. But, it's not but, like the, the TARDIS console getting redecorated with the new desktop. Right. This was gradual. Right. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very gradual, but... The jarring changes wouldn't come until much later, but it wasn't hot space. <clears throat> ah, hot space. <laughs> right? I right. mean, I, I've grown to love it, but a few people are like, really? You bought hot space? I'm like, yes. <laughs> the under pressure saves it. There are some other good songs, but the completionist in me must have all queen records. Okay. Well, yes. Go judge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you bought it's like buying you can go listen to our review of hot space <laughs> yes, it's like it's like going and getting the box set of all the star trek movies and uh, <laughs> you know yes you have star trek 5 in there but that's because it all it all came together so mm -hmm. right yep. <laughs> not that i'm saying hot space is necessarily the star trek 5 of queen albums but it's the best analogy i can think of right now <laughs> anyway but here we are, news of the world. It's it's great. It is it is a good for for no other reason is a is a, it's a pretty um, I guess I want to say pivotal album in in Queen's disc discography. Just you know, as far as like what their identity was, what their musical identity mm -hmm. was, is um, the kinds of things that they were gonna do. This was just sort of a hey hey you think you know us? Uh yeah, we're just 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 you wait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, yep. you're gonna see, see some. Them two working more towards the collaborative of what we would get very later on with right. the miracle with them all writing as mm -hmm. one whole big group yeah as queen mm -hmm. and not you know mm -hmm. oh this one is brian and this one is these these five or freddie and john gets one or roger gets right a couple. no that's mm -hmm. like that. later it's all we're queen mm -hmm. uh, yeah so this is this is sort of the start of that yeah. 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 So. There's our oh. there's our news of the world rundown. Anybody else have anything they want to chime nope. in? Give with? it give it a listen. All yes. I gotta say. Hey, yep. Please, if there's a Queen album that we haven't covered yet that you would like us to cover and put on our list, which I'm sure we probably will. Well, yeah, considering <laughs> like you know. our list. We've only That's done really what? Good. This is three. Yeah, I'm so. like we we did, so. we did Night at the Opera, and we did we've done Hot, hot space. space, Hot yeah. Space, 
Yeah. And that we've done this. So this one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking we'd done sheer heart attack, but maybe not. Maybe I was. No, not yet. Not yet. I thought, okay. did we do a day at the races? No, no, we just did night at the opera. Okay. Just checking. We're kind yeah. of, we're kind of, we're kind of uh, on, a, on a traveling vortex. Wibbly wobbly, tiny like, whiny. Yeah, yeah. We're just all over the place. Yep. I mean, eventually, yes, I want to get in and do the miracle because that one is my oh, personal yes. favorite. Even though, mm-hmm. yes, you, yeah, everyone will agree, innuendo is the best, but I love the miracle. But we'll, yeah. we'll get to that eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So, well, if any of our listeners want to chime in on their thoughts on the news of the world album or any other tween topics, um, you know, what's your favorite song from this from this album? Or did you get freaked out by Frank the Giant Robot as a child? <laughs> <laughs> you know, or do you or have you heard <laughs> any other? You thought he was a friendly robot, and that a meanie. He's a friendly robot. He didn't mean to hurt those people. Mm-hmm. Um, send us some feedback. Our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, which is thefiveishfangirls.com. And that has links to all of our social media and ways that uh, you can support the podcast if you feel so inclined uh, through our merch shop and uh, Patreon and, and things like that. Um, you can also you know, leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram or our YouTube channel. We read out those as well. Um, but, you know, we're just glad you're here enjoying uh, this crazy ride that we have. And thank you for listening and subscribing and all of your support. It means a lot to us. and we hope we can keep you entertained mm-hmm. throughout everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, we shall sign off for this week. This is Janine Douglas saying goodnight. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. Ultimate showdown between oversized band mascots, Frank uh-huh. the Robot, uh-huh. versus versus Doris, Lady Justice from Metallica. Who oh wins? <laughs> I'd say draw. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Five-ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show along with information on our nonprofit Fangirls Give Back. We love our Five-ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly. <laughs> <laughs>